Hey, this is Paul with realestateaudios.com, where we bring you the inside of what's working in real estate investing today from real world investors in the trenches right now. And like many of you, I've been there, I've lost money and deals in real estate, frustrated as hell, all while still having a family with kids and a W 2 job to manage. So that's why I created this podcast to help you find out what's actually working today and move you forward towards success. All right, so most of us are living in a digital age, and I think there's this misconception that being online or using digital tools and automation takes the human element away. But that might be true for a lot of businesses out there, but it doesn't mean it has to be true for you. I do believe that you can add human personal touch to your online presence and even to your automation. So in today's interview, you're gonna be listening to digital marketing expert Kyle Allen and here he'll be talking about how digital tools and automation can amplify your deal volume and make life easier all while at the same time adding the human element to your marketing and then your follow-up. Kyle Allen's an investor himself and he takes other investors in as clients to help create a digital system for their lead generation and their lead management. So before we get started Here's something you might like as well if you're interested in using and learning digital marketing to boost your lead generation and your deal close, then head on over to realestateaudios.com slash digital, and depending on when you're listening to this, there's a free gift only for audio listeners. So again, go to realestateaudios.com slash digital for those free items. All right, let's get to the interview. All right, Kyle, so what do you do and what do you do to help your clients? Hey, Paul. Uh, first off, I'd just like to say thank you for having me on the show. Of course. So what I do is I'm a digital advertiser. So we help in real estate agents, professionals, investors, basically, to do lead generation through Facebook, Google, uh, their own websites, and other different platforms with online lead generation. That's kind of what we do and, and how we help our clients. So what platforms have you specifically worked with? We've worked with pretty much every platform you could think about. Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, Google, YouTube. We've done Pinterest. We've done Google My Business, Bing Ads. Those are typically the main platforms. And then text message marketing with Lead Sherpa, Slide Broadcast, and uh, a couple other ones. Okay. So that's a whole plethora of platforms. So in terms of getting leads, cold traffic, what do you like the best and what do you think is most effective? So with cold traffic, there's uh, these are my two favorite ones. Facebook ads and then also Google ads are, are the most dominant because of just the amount of data that both of these companies have. They are just two data-driven companies. They got billions and billions of data points on each of their customers. And what they essentially do is they make our jobs a whole lot easier as being those businesses to connect with them. So those are the two that I highly recommend if you're going to be driving cold traffic anywhere is making sure that you're using at least one or both of them. Okay, and that applies to both seller leads and buyer leads? That's correct, yeah. So, I mean, the seller leads work great with Google, Facebook, and you can even pair them together very nicely. So, like, let's say if they click on your Google AdWords account, you can then start to link them over and start showing them ads on Facebook and Instagram and all of other Facebook products that have on there. I think there's, like, 100-plus different apps that Facebook has that, has different advertisements on there. And then obviously Google has display banners that you can pretty much be on any website that's free. So you can be on some of the major news channels. You can be on weather.com. 
pretty much anything that you can think about, you can get your ads up there if it's, a, it's like a free website to be on. And for Facebook, for motivated sellers, has that worked pretty well for your clients for getting motivated sellers? That's actually one of our highest ROIs right now, just because there's not a lot of people playing in that space. What we do is we day trade attention. We focus on where our customers are at right there, clearly on Facebook. You can look at the data trends. You can see that people are always on Facebook and their time spent on there is increasing. One of the things that a lot of this institutional money, these offer pads, Zillow, Open Door, um, if you're not familiar with these companies, they're essentially iBuyers. It's institutional money, so Wall Street money that's coming in. And they know Google AdWords very well, and they have a, a very great budget of marketing. So they're not really playing in the Facebook space as much as they are on the Google space. So that's kind of why we're seeing a shift in the market as far as these leads coming in through Facebook opposed to Google. Okay, so explain that a little bit. So you're saying that that because there's more there's more institutions putting money into Facebook, more more people, more motivated sellers are going into Facebook and and you're getting more offer inquiries on Facebook? Yeah, so we're getting a lot of more people on Facebook, but what I was saying is like on Google is like that's where the institutional money is going. So how Google AdWords works is it's all a bidding process, right? So if you're bidding on sell my house fast, right, Paul, and then I'm bidding on that same keyword, well, essentially Google only has one spot for us for that one customer, right? So what happens is if I bid more than you, I get above you. So that's kind of what's happening. So it's just a constant battle. People keep on bidding against each other, right? All of these big iBuyers, they keep on trying to bid because they want that number one position and spot. So what happens is over time, that just continues to drive up the price driving up the price, making it harder for local guys to get involved. So that's what we've been doing is using Facebook because we essentially compare. Um, so Facebook has done an ingenious tool. It's called Facebook Pixel. And what they do is each of these big companies have Facebook Pixel attached on their website, which is great for the small guys like us because now we can get back in front of their same customers that clicked on their ad that they paid for because Facebook has collected those data points from Facebook Pixel that's on each of their websites. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, so for Google, you don't recommend that for a smaller guy to get started on? And we're we're talking about Google AdWords here, right? Yeah, you can. On Google AdWords, if you're an investor, I wouldn't spend anything less than $1,000 on there. You're just not going to get a return on your investment. I've heard the same thing. And I've also heard you got to have a call center 24-7, somebody to take phone calls because they're just going to click on to the next ad. Exactly. And then that person, if they get in contact with them first, the biggest thing with regardless of whatever platform you do is it's speed the lead in the follow-up structure. Um, it doesn't matter where the, the lead necessarily comes from. It's more about how they come and how you handle that person. Okay. So uh, let's talk about the tech and d- digital marketing on follow-up. What are some platforms you use for following up with leads? One of the favorite platforms for investors is Podio. This is just one of the ones I've seen quite often. The other one is... That would be a CRM then? That would be, yeah. So they have a lot of apps that are built in. So that's a really great functionality of it. So you can add apps that and do automatic text messages, emails. You have like all of these different items and sequences that you have to do. The downside is that you have to create all of those, right? So that takes time. That takes energy. takes a lot of forethought too as well. Because if you think about it, right, you got to create these systems in place for your business. But a lot of investors or startup guys, right, they're 
they're focused on, all right, oh, I just need to work on this one person, right? And then we, we don't really have a method to a madness. We just know that it works, right? So creating these follow-up processes are very critical when it comes to scaling your business, and especially in the investing realm. One of the things that the other platform that I really highly recommend is Salesforce. It's a little bit pricier for an investor, but how robust it is, it's so unique and it's like there's not a lot of investors that are using it. So that's why I recommend it is that it's going to allow you to do a lot more things that your typical investor wouldn't be able to do if they were on Podio. They have a lot of cool different marketing techniques that you can sync in and customize to each customer, essentially helping to make sure that your business is running smoothly. So those are like the two that I recommend as far as follow-up processes. Text message marketing is one of the things that a lot of investors need to do when it comes to their follow-up. It's great if you can have emails. It's great if you can keep on sending people emails and calling them, right? But your average person, right, If you, especially if you're calling from anywhere from 8 to 5 p.m., you are not going to get them on the phone. They're at work. They're at their job. They're doing whatever, right? So if you can get them to text you back and forth, and talk about what's wrong with their house and why they need to sell it and then set up an appointment to talk with them on the phone after they get off work or on a weekend or whatever day that you happen to schedule up with them, that's going to work a whole lot better than you just calling these people nonstop, right? I'm not saying not not to call. I'm saying is use other ways, text messages to reach that person after they come into your, your lead bucket. Yeah, and so automatic text message platforms, there's a ton of vendors out there. So is there any specific ones that you like and are they easy to set up? Yeah, they're they're super easy to set up. One of the ones that I like is ClickSend and then also Lead Sherpa. Lead Sherpa is more for investors. It's not necessarily as automated. So that's the only downfall of that one. But uh, Click to Send is amazing too. And we're kind of talking about a few different things. And is it possible for somebody to not have a sophisticated CRM or expensive CRM like Podios can be kind of sophisticated unless you buy a packaged system like Investor Fuse. And if anyone's listening here, CRM is a platform to manage all your leads that are coming in. And then we're talking about marketing tools like Click to Send, which sends automatic text. Can somebody have a campaign where they put it all in Excel spreadsheet, but use these tools? I mean, do you even, I probably wouldn't even recommend that, but but I guess it depends on how many leads they're, they're coming in. But let's say there's a smaller guy who doesn't have that many leads coming in and it doesn't have the budget for 200 bucks a month for a CRM like Investor Fuse. Do you, would you recommend somebody using Excel? Uh, to be quite honest, no, I don't. Why I'm saying that is because you need to be looking at this as a business and you need to make investments in it. Personally, I don't sell any CRMs, right? I'm not a, a salesperson for Podio or, or Salesforce or any of these other CRM companies. And the importance is, is managing people, making sure that no one falls through the cracks. If you're going to be paying for any bit of leads, you need to make sure that that person is accounted for. And then for the next year to six months or whatever your follow-up sequence is, how long you're going to be trying to contact them for, needs to be planned out and executed. You don't have to be very smart to do this. A lot of stuff that you can look on YouTube, you can look on Google, and you can find this information out. Like People have walked through videos on how to set all of this stuff up there. And I mean, there's, there's platforms that you can get um, that are even free CRM systems that work amazing too. And they're not as extensive as some of the ones that I'm talking about. But just to get started, there's definitely a lot of free versions out there too. And do you work with clients in 
very sophisticated markets, metro areas, because that's always a concern, dumping in a lot of money for getting leads and being in. I, I've been in sophisticated markets. Southern California is a difficult market. So is there anything you do differently with those clients? Do you, anything with copy or anything? You know, Is there a difference, basically? Honestly, there's not. We work in some huge markets like Phoenix, Tucson, San Diego, up in Boise, Idaho. And then we have some smaller southern cities that have populations less than 100,000 people. Obviously, from Phoenix all the way over to the opposite side of the United States and southern, we talk very differently and we have different conversations and stuff like that. But we see that the process is still the same with our copy. We use the same stuff. We talk to them the same way. Because at the end of the day, you're, you're talking to a person, right? That person has an emotional intelligence and understands bullshit and, and they can see right through all of that. So if you're just as transparent as possible, people are going to see that and they're going to actually love that you are transparent with them. So that's a huge thing within all of our copy. We try to be as transparent with our customers of what we're offering and what we're doing. And we use the same copy. Obviously, it changes. Like I'm not going to say like, sell your house in Phoenix if I'm out in Kentucky, right? And that just wouldn't necessarily work. So it's just changing the location of where it is. That's pretty much the only copy change. Okay. Then with getting all this, the key is basically the follow-up process then. That's honestly the biggest thing. Like you can go door knocking, you can be cold calling, you could be running Google ads, you can do Facebook ads, you can do lead Sherpa, slide broadcasts. It doesn't necessarily matter what the source is. What really matters is how you follow up with that person and making sure that you are staying top of mind. Because a lot of the times, right, we don't get an answer the first call. We don't get an answer the second call. We don't get an answer the third call. Or we don't get an answer on the text messages or the emails that we're saying. We're like, ah, oh, this person's cold. When in fact, it's just not the right time right now. You need to be making sure that that lead doesn't just die off in the connection between you and them. Because if it does, that other person who puts in the time and who is persistent will get the deal. So the follow-up is honestly 90% of it. The lead is about 10% of it. Okay. Let's go back to just getting the leads then. How much does it cost per lead usually for motivated sellers on Facebook? I mean, I've seen it to where it's very expensive for certain people that we've ran ads for before we started running our ads and then after. So on average right now, we're seeing anywhere from 5 to $20, and we're in six different markets. That's kind of what we're seeing. I mean, I'm not going to say that you can go do that by yourself because I think that's not a realistic thing. But if you're getting $50 motivated seller leads off Facebook and you're doing it yourself, you're doing a pretty good job. Because when I kind of first started in that space, we were seeing $200, $300 leads, and we're like, oh my God, like this is expensive. And then we kind of figured out how to reduce that cost dramatically with kind of our offers and and how we kind of set up our process. Hey, real quick, there's something for you if you want to learn more about marketing. Depending on when you're listening to this, there's a free gift exclusive to audio listeners and specifically about marketing. Just head to realestateaudios.com slash digital to get that free gift for audio listeners. Now, you said $300 per lead. So every inquiry, everyone that's filling out the form... That's a lead and it's costing $300 for each inquiry? That's correct. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> so we were running a lot of Google AdWords and we were seeing like $400, $300 per lead. And when we got to Facebook, we're like, wow, that's kind of a deal. But then we started, we're like, well, that's obviously the whole goal is in any business is to get the cost down, right? Get the cost down, we can get more profit, right? 
So that's what we started doing. And then we dramatically, obviously, from what I was telling you to where we're at now, have cut the cost. Wow. So that, the cost has ranged from 5 to $10 per lead now? To 5 to 20 5 to 20 Okay. So somebody with a just starting out, what kind of budget does that look like per month? Roughly about like a thousand to five hundred dollars could get you that scalability. Um, if you're looking at more of like the five hundred dollars a month, you're looking at closer to twenty dollars per lead. If you're looking at like a thousand plus, you're looking in that those lower ranges, ten, five dollars a lead. And what does somebody need to get started on Facebook paid ads? So the first couple of things that you need to get started. So if you don't already definitely make a business page on Facebook. It takes literally three seconds to make. The second thing is to type in business.facebook.com. So you're going to go to Google, type in business.facebook.com. And then what you're going to do is you're going to create an ads manager and a business manager's account. These are separate from your page that you just created if you're starting this. So essentially, this is Facebook's advertising platform that you go on and you can start to talk and nurture with these people. And once you're on there, you can really get involved and start to make a difference by creating these ads. So you're going to link up your business page to it. Then you're going to put in your credit card information because you can't run any ads unless they know that you got some money behind you, right? Because they're about to put this in front of their audience. And then the, the third thing is just making sure that you have a good copy an image. So the image and the copy are the two biggest things that we focus on. We've done thousands and thousands of different split tests. And that's really what we do best is that we find out what works. We're always testing new things. Don't get me wrong. Because it's like, even though that we're seeing that range from five to $20 a lead, I'd love to get it down to like a dollar per lead. I know that sounds crazy, but those are, that, those are the things that like testing gets you. Because if you find something that someone else is not doing, you will dramatically change the market, right? Be that disruptor in your market by testing new things and not going around with just what works. Because what works will only get you a good living, but it won't make you extremely successful. Yeah, I agree, man. I agree. It's always the things that are kind of controversial topics that will grab people's attention and get them to click on your ads. So on testing, I've heard video works really well for some reason because Facebook favors video. Is that true? That is true. So video definitely works well, but it's not going to work well on getting leads. This is the biggest thing that you guys need to realize. I love video. I make a lot of video content for my own business and a lot of other businesses. And why it doesn't work well on getting leads is because they're so focused about what the video is offering, right? That they're not going to click the learn more button right away. They might watch your whole video and then not take any action. So that's a big thing that you need to be careful about. But what we do is I'm going to give you guys kind of the game plan of of what I found out, because essentially you don't want to try to test all this yourself. It's a nightmare and you're going to waste a bunch of money. So what we do is we basically go, all right, here's this video about a specific topic. So like, let's say we're going through the repair process of a home and we start talking about this repair process and we blast that out to a bunch of motivated sellers and they watch this video. What we do is we have a follow-up ad that basically retargets anyone who watches that person to a certain extent in the video, right? So these are all things that you can create in Facebook on custom audiences. So if they watch a certain extent, let's say 50% of that video, that's a minute long, we're then going to display this another ad that is going to capture their information. So it's a dual process, right? So as soon as they watch that video, 
then they're scrolling down their Facebook feed. It might be within a couple of seconds. It might be within a couple hours. Then they basically see your new ad and they click on that ad because it was just something that you guys were just talking about. They're like, Oh, let me learn more about this and get a free report. Or let me learn more about selling my house. I should think about selling it. If I know I have, let's say $20,000 worth of repairs and I don't want to try to go to market with it and try to fix all that myself. because I don't have the money. Let me try to see what this guy will offer me for cash. So that's essentially why you need to use video. Facebook definitely favors it on organic content, like a three to one ratio compared to pictures. And then a link is, I mean, virtually nothing anymore. Links are really hard to get out there and be successful with link marketing just because Facebook wants to keep their users on Facebook because that's where they make money. You you mean, uh, so linked marketing, so um, having an outside link that directs them to your website? Correct. Yep. Okay. That's good to know. We use lead forms for pretty much everything that we do on Facebook. We want to keep them on Facebook. That's Facebook's whole goal. They reward you uh, pretty handsomely if you do that. So. Okay. So I'm a big proponent of like using multiple layers of marketing, not just using one marketing avenue and hoping for the best, but so if somebody has a direct mail list, they have a website with Carrot, and they come to you, what would you bring to the table to them and say, what would you suggest to them? Okay, you have a direct mail list, you're sending out letters, postcards, it's a good list. Let's say it's a really good list, they compile it together themselves, they got a combination of different motivational situations, and they have a website. How would you go about bringing in some digital tools into this Yeah, that's actually one of the most frequent asked questions that we get. So I love that question. So one of the things that we do with those types of customers that we have is that we input that list into a custom audience, right? So Facebook has the ability where you can input lists if you have their name, phone number, email, address, social security number, I'm joking. So basically, if you have a data piece of the person, you can upload that to Facebook. And what Facebook does is it goes, cool, I'm going to try to match this to that person if they have a Facebook profile. So we typically see that those lists come in at 70 to 90% accuracy that they can find a person on Facebook based off that information. So which is great because now I can get in front of that same person that we're mailing to, that maybe we're sending text messages to, that now we're sending letters to online. So they can start seeing our Facebook posts. They can start seeing our Instagram posts. They can start seeing those videos that we're making about content that's related to them, right? So it's just that multiple level of marketing that's just feeding and feeding them, which really makes a difference when it comes down to it. And it goes deep. So somebody's got that list. They have to have phone number, right? And email address to get a Facebook profile? Yes, you will see a huge decline if you don't have at least one of those. You don't need both. The address is kind of the second thing. Or I would say the third thing that like it would help to match up, but Facebook doesn't necessarily know everyone's address. Okay, so you have at least one of those items, email or phone number, plug them into your Facebook business ad manager page so you can create that list in there and then start creating ads there. And then there's always a debate on this, whether to put a URL onto your letters or not. Do you have any experience with that? Personally, I mean, I do a little bit of mail with some of my customers designing flyers and stuff with them. I try to stay more online and helping them with the online tools, I mean, which would fall into this bucket. I'd personally rather have them do a text like, hey, text this number or call this number because you're going to see a little bit of a better response. Because essentially that person, as soon as they go on to the website, 
you might get forms that get filled out, but some of those forms are going to say, like, take me off the list. And what you would call a form or a lead now that came in isn't necessarily a lead. It's the same thing with the calls and uh, in the text messages, right? You're going to get people that text you that same stuff or call you about that same stuff. But the problem is, is that they don't get to see, like, if you have someone call or text, you at least have the ability to respond back to them and be like, hey, no, no, wait one second. Like, let me, let me ask you why, right? So if you have the ability to have someone who can take your calls, whether it's a call center, inbound sales associate, or even just yourself at the moment, right? Definitely take advantage of that and have them talk with a person because as much as I love being online and talking with people online and not having to necessarily really talk with them, but talking with them through video or whatever it happens to be, it is really, really beneficial to talk with that customer on the phone and answer their questions because what makes you unique is you. That is what makes you unique. So if you can exploit that more, then definitely use that to your advantage. There's a lot of people that like to try to hide behind it. Use it to your advantage, right? You are the only you in this world. So use it. I completely agree. And I think that digital marketing is meant to enhance the personality. I think there's a misconception that it does the opposite of the kind of the boots on the ground people. I think you can do both and you're bringing both onto the table. A hundred percent. Okay. So I was bringing up the whole URL on the letter because of implementing different strategies like something creative, something to grab their attention to make them go to the URL. That way you can also grab them with a Facebook pixel. Have you done anything like that? Basically retargeting marketing? Yes, we have. We have done that. It's definitely important. But if you already have a list, it's not necessarily important to pixel them too much because you can auto import that list up and then you can get it right there. And then of like having a custom audience, yes, you're going to miss some people, but it just didn't get the same response as what we had when we had people calling us, right? Because we obviously tracked it was a URL code that had people type in and we had some people that typed it in and they didn't opt in, right? But when it came to the amount of people that typed it in to the amount of people that called or text messages, the, the difference I think was 20 or 30% somewhere around there. That's awesome. So say somebody fills out a lead form, do they get put on a different campaign, different type of platform, different a series of ads, different series of text messages? I'm just trying to see if there's a separation between one, your cold traffic campaign versus now you have some people that filled out a form. So the biggest thing that we see is you want to make everything unique for your customers. So follow-up is important to make sure it is unique to your customers, right? Because we got certain people that are in probate. We got certain people that are about to be in foreclosure. We got certain people that just simply need to sell their house fast because they're moving, right? We got all of these different problems. So the best way to do it is to have an instance and a what-if situation for every single person. And I know you're thinking, Kyle, how the hell do you do that, right? And it's really coming down to just a couple keywords that you're adding into these things and using them for the same campaign, but then labeling these people differently. So if I know that you're trying to sell your home fast because you're moving to Austin, Texas, because you just got some smoking hot text job, I'm going to be like, all right, cool. I'm going to bring that up in the conversation when I'm on the phone with you, when I'm meeting in person with you. And all you have to do is just type that little bit of information in about that person and you can customizably create that and be like, Hey, like, how's like the search going in Austin? Have you found a house that you like yet? You should really think about selling your house. So that way you have some cash and capital to put down on your new house. 
And then you kind of just like the small little things really make a difference. There's certain things that you can do at scale, but a lot of people don't do it because it takes time. But as soon as you put in that time, it's worth every single penny that you put into it. So you can essentially have different campaigns for somebody who's moving to somebody who has probate. Now, how do you scale that to where it's very personable to a guy that's moving to Phoenix versus a guy who's moving to I don't know, Alaska? Is that easy to do? You got to manually go into each lead and input that. It's a little bit manual, but if you just know that one little thing, right, and then you just got to change out that piece, there's certain ways to do it automatically. You're going to have to pay a little bit of a prettier pennies to do that. But essentially, there's pieces where you can go like an item in Podio where you can go, all right, moving to Austin or moving to Alaska or moving to Phoenix. And then in that campaign, it goes, so-and-so is moving to wherever, and then it just auto puts that in there. So there's ways to do it automatically, too. If we're talking about a smaller investor, I wouldn't recommend that feature because it's really expensive, a couple thousand dollars for it, but it's, it's definitely out there. Now, a lot of this is great for guys that are bringing massive amounts of volume. What about the guys that just want a couple deals here and there? Do you still recommend Facebook ads and CRM and follow-up is essential, but do you still recommend these digital tools that we're talking about here? A hundred percent. That's what's going to allow you to play with these bigger guys, right? Because you're, you're going to be losing certain deals to them and you're going to be kicking yourself in the, the foot and the head about like, oh, I can't believe I messed up that deal. And the best thing to have is have a surplus of deals. So if you can have an extreme amount of people who are interested in it, but you only need, let's say, three or four deals a month to be happy to live the lifestyle that you want, then go ahead and start referring those out or contracting or hiring on another person to help you out. All of these tools are very easy to use. Even if you're a one-man show, we have certain clients that we work with that are a one-man show, and we have certain clients that are a 20 and 15 people show. So that's the thing that like really helps out is each of them use these tools a little bit differently, but most importantly, what it does is it helps to put you in a position that you can still grow and when you want to, and when you need to, because the biggest thing about like the systems is that they're scalable, right? If you have a good CRM system, you can add one person onto it. And now you have a whole system that's in place that you've been building and using yourself instead of like, all right, shit, I've been using this Excel sheet. And now I need to transfer it all over and teach him how to use this CRM system that I'm not even familiar with. And you don't want to do that. Grow your business. Think about yourself. If you died tomorrow, would your business still be running? And using those systems are really going to help you out, whether you're big or small. And they're not as expensive as you might think. That's a good advice, man. All right, Kyle, where can people contact you? Yeah. So if you want to visit our website, it's realestatebestbuddy.com. My company is Real Estate Best Buddy. If you guys want to reach out to us, give us a call or shoot me a text message. It is 480-338-7744, 480-338-7744. And then again, my company name is realestatebestbuddy.com. All right, that concludes it. And if you're still interested in learning about marketing, check out the free items. Hopefully, they're still up there. Only for audio listeners at realestateaudios.com slash digital. Thanks for listening and keep pushing forward finding deals.